So I figure since this is like a forced therapy session. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're forced to listen. And I spew. So I decided to treat it like such physically. And I'm laying on the floor in my studio as if it were a therapist's couch with my feet up on this black chair. Actually, my back is very sore. That's the primary reason I'm doing this. And I've got some little notes I made to myself. Stuff to talk about. Uh, welcome to Ink Pulp Audio, everybody. So, uh, I'm sitting here Two months of not being able to get work in comics. I've been doing other jobs and I've been doing commissions and I'm scrambling by. But it's fucked with me. Part of me thinks this is... There's a lot of things going on. Part of me thinks this is one of those examples of the universe trying to tell me something. And I know that something is. I've said I, I wanted to be in charge of my own shit anyways. And working for Marvel and DC has been great. But it's not taking me... I, I think I've hit the end road there. And I think the fact that I can't even get emails returned at this point is, is showing me that. But also, I didn't really look for work back when I knew this last job I was doing was ending because I wanted to go straight into create your own thing. Um, with a writer I'm working with, but the pitch isn't ready yet, so I was left with this hole in my schedule. And now I'm trying to fill it. But it started to fuck with me. You feel like, or I feel like, it's just my work isn't good enough. And I don't think it's bad. I think it's good. Maybe it's not amazing, but I mean, I'm trying to get better and I'm working hard to get better. And I think I'm doing a lot of good things right now. So just trying to figure out. The last two months have just been, I've been in a rut. Actually, last year just felt blah. You probably heard it on here. But I'm feeling, I mean, I lost contact with a very close friend. That was very hard. Um, but, uh, I'm moving forward. I am moving forward. So it just, uh, I, f yesterday I felt good. I felt like, okay, I'm, this is all telling me what I need to do. I took a s job doing storyboards for advertising. Which pays so incredibly well <laughs> compared to comics. It's insane. And the work is so much easier than comics. 
and, and it's so much faster. So in about a, a four days, I made what I would make in three weeks in comics. So that kind of opened my eyes. Now, it's soulless work. <laughs> make no mistake. It's it's not... I mean, it, look, as far as jobs go, it's fucking breezy. It's awesome. But when you're used to creatively challenging yourself every day and pushing yourself, which is exhausting, I will say, this is not that. It's actually kind of a welcome, relaxed way of working. So I'm thinking if I could get a couple weeks worth of that every month, which is like one or two jobs, even if I could get one, I know with commissions and I'm trying to up the Patreon with all, I mean, I'm just, I'm really redefining how I make money and how I think of making money. I used to always think Marvel and DC page rates were the way I make money, and they were. But I, I saw Paulo Rivera tweeted, so he was filling out his taxes, and he said, I just realized that thirty only 30% of my income comes from actual page rate work. And that made me think. And, and I know what I want to do with my art, and I know where I want to go, and I just, I don't know. I think with everything with me, I just feel like I don't stop and think about myself and what I want, whether it be relationships, like friendships I'm in, it's, whether it be me, my relationship with my artwork, my career, I just, I just move forward without a plan and feel like I'm just going to push my way into where I want to be. And I don't think, is that a good way to go about it? And I just do it. And I've been doing that for a long time. And I know I said a while ago, I made a plan. And I was taking control of my ship. And I was going to steer it. And I am. And that's also kind of why I'm here without work. Because I did steer it towards here. I didn't steer it towards being ignored or not. I didn't steer it towards being, you know, not someone that's considered when a job is needed, but I did put that energy out there. And now it's time to accept that, my, my role in this, and, and take responsibility for it. And that's fine because I know where I want to be. I'm just in a transitional phase right now. And I'm, it's not beating me up as much as you would think. I'm, I'm, really tired today. I don't know why. So I just get kind of blah when I'm tired, but I'm not, I'm not feeling terribly down. I might sound like it, but, but I'm not, I'm very hopeful. I mean, I had a great talk with the writer yesterday and I'm very excited about future stuff. And I'm very excited about where my art is going. I feel like I'm just purging myself of what I've been doing for the past two years. Because it hasn't been moving forward. I haven't been moving forward. I've been stuck. And now I'm backing up. That's a good way to think about it. And right now I'm backing up. So that I can get off of this road. Back to the main road. And move forward again. So that's why I feel stuck. Because I'm not stuck. I'm just 
going in reverse to get back to where I veered off the road so I get back to it. Excuse me, yawning. And, you know, I used to always brush aside this idea that the artist is a creative person and therefore a different type of thinker and a different type of way of living. I, I always thought of myself as just a normal person who just draws. But I don't think I'm normal. And I think it's time to embrace the creative side to myself, which I haven't done. And be a little eccentric. And be a little out there. And be me. Instead of keeping that inside. Which is what I think I've been doing. So. You know. I was watching the. Documentary. That Judd Apatow did on Gary Shanley on HBO. And it's really fucking amazing. It's great. It's really, really, really worth watching. But it just made me think about me. And I, Gary Shanley was absolute comedic genius and was brilliant at his craft. I am not saying I am that of my craft, but I aspire to be. But just hearing people talk about him and how he was and at times he was difficult and at times he's this and that and it's because he was so into his craft, it made him, he was tortured inside. And it made me think about me and the close friend who I've lost contact with once called me a tortured soul. And that's probably true. But what does that mean? I never stopped to think about it. I never stop to think about much of anything in regards to myself. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just don't think highly of myself, if I don't consider myself, or I just don't stop to smell the roses, don't stop to think, I don't know. But I'm, I'm stopping now. But if I'm a tortured soul, is that just me? Am I wired this way? I mean, I know I find every... I always explain, well, here's why I'm upset. And I've got a lot of good things in my life, so why would I focus on that? And is there any amount of... I'm not looking to be rich, but I'm not... I just don't want to struggle anymore. So if I... If my... I don't know, if I was somewhere better professionally, if my art was better, although I feel like it's okay. Then when I feel better, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is me. That's a hard thing to realize. I wor I'm working on myself. I'm just going to always be a work in progress. You know, I just, I look at some people, they're just genuinely jolly and happy. And I'm not depressed, but I'm not Oh, I'm not someone who lights up a room. I'm, I'm, in, I'm inside myself. I mean, that's who I am. I had my yoga teacher tell me that my energy was the loudest in the room, even though I'm the quietest in the room. Like, I don't talk to many people. 
I have, you know, I, all of my teachers I do have kind of a friendship with. I don't talk to too many people in there other than the teachers. But I remember I was in the, I, I always am in the front of the class because I like to be close to the mirrors so I can kind of see my posture and just look at my poses, make sure I'm doing it right. And then I reached a point where I, was, I decided to move to the back of the room because I was very comfortable in the front of the room and I didn't want to be comfortable. I wanted to challenge myself. So I moved to the back of the room. And my yoga teacher told me I got, my energy got louder. And again, this is like something I would not consider energy and all this hippy dippy talk, but I believe that stuff, and I just wouldn't allow myself to think that way. And I need to. I'm a creative person, and I need to embrace my creative energy, and I need to let it guide me more. What the fuck was that? I need to let it guide me more. I need to listen to it. I have not listened to it. Yeah, I'm just spewing here. So, uh, that's, that's where I am. I... I I'm very excited about where things are going. I need to, when I get back to the main road from backing up, we're taking the kids away for spring break next week. So while you're listening to this, I'll be on the sandy beaches of Destin. Ah, oh, I can't wait. And I'm going to just kind of unwind and come back ready to fight. Ready to, I shouldn't say that. That's the old way of thinking. You have to fight. Ready to grow. Just excited to sit down and work and, and work out of a place of pleasure and excitement instead of, I have to get this done. It's a real shift in the way of thinking. And I need, and I'm not letting money worry me. I'm not, that's good. I mean, here I am without a job, but I'm not stressing over money. I'm not, and that's new. I mean, that's all, I think, a product of working for page rates and not being a huge name person, just struggling to get through each job and get by it. I was just stuck in, in a downward spiral. And there was, I just realized there was no, there was no future for me in that. Other than hoping I blow up one day. And that's stupid. I can't control that. It has a lot to do with luck. I can work my ass off, and I did, but I can actually control what I'm going to do and just try different angles instead of beating at one angle. I'm trying different angles, and I'm rambling. It's just really comfortable on this floor right now. I don't know, something like, do you hear that stomping? Like, what the fuck is going on out there? It's like Frankenstein's walking around outside my office. I, I always liked hard floors, like laying on hard surfaces. It feels so good on my back. Not that I have back problems. I mean, I practice yoga, but my back is sore from yoga last night. But this feels good. My knees are fucked. My elbows are both fucked. I've had tennis elbow on my left arm. This is something... Ah, oh God, I'm fucking old. I just ache. I have aches and pains everywhere. But my left elbow is seriously still fucked. It's been over a year now. 
it's been about a year now, I should say. Not over, about a year now. But now my right elbow, and I used to always say it was drawing that did that. But now my right elbow is starting to feel it. What is that? I don't draw with my right hand. I think I have a rotator cuff tear in my shoulder I've had for years. Jesus, Frankenstein, stop stomping around. I don't know if you can hear that. Now there's someone stomping up and down the hallway. Oh, complaining about joint pain. That's a good sign that you're young. I'm a young soul. I need to embrace that as well. I don't look my age. I look young. I'm in really good shape. I take care of myself. All right, welcome to Ink Pulp Audio. I'm rambling. I needed to get that out. I've been th in my head a lot with this, and I needed to get it out. Thank you for listening. I know some people enjoy that, some people hate it, and then I feel like I shouldn't say it, but this is my fucking podcast. God damn it. <laughs> I just, I, this is my place to do it. This is what this show is. At times, I need to do this. Yeah, there we go. Um... Thank you to all my patrons on my Patreon. It's growing slowly, but st but it's growing. So thank you. Uh, thanks for spreading the word. And please continue to do so. And if you are not a subscriber of my Patreon and you are a listener through iTunes or through the website, please consider joining the Patreon. A dollar a month. I saw this video. This singer was like, just decided to go Patreon to, to write because she just wanted to write songs for herself, which is like, yeah, I get that. I want to make art for myself. And she's like, and I just went over to Patreon and I had 11,000 patrons in no time and I'm just writing the music I want to write. And that's great. I'm very happy for you. But the video was like, see how easy this is? She was. She had already. I forget her name. I, you know, my music tastes don't gel with the public. I'm not normal. I thought I started this podcast by telling you I'm not normal. I'm the type of person. Whenever music comes up in a group setting, I get real quiet. And then they ask me, and like, you, I always have to like apologize for myself. Like, it just not that I apologize. I'm just like, there's no point in having this conversation. Nothing I listen to you will know or understand. I mean, my when I'm blasting Migos in my car and my kids know the, the song, but my wife doesn't, it just says a lot. Maybe I'm just a child. <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just me. So thank you. I, I, do, I do appreciate the, the patronage. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be great. If I could hit my goal and this is my income and storyboard gig here and there and create our own comics and commissions and just fuck what a great life that sounds like and and that's where I'm that's where I'm going. That is where I'm going. So today we have Donnie Cates. Now Donnie I've known for a little while. When I was running the department in SCAD Atlanta, the sequential art department, I had guests, Axel Alonso, who at the time was not editor-in-chief. He was a executive editor. This is when Axel was in charge of all the X-books, I believe. Yeah, it had to be, because he was in charge of Dipple. 
Um, and I had Axel come in and Jason Aaron. I thought it'd be interesting to bring editor and writer in together to talk about creative process. So I did. Now, and um, as always, I extended the information down to Savannah to see uh, invite any of their students who wanted to come up. And one student got in touch with me, and this student had a podcast. And that was Donnie Cates. And Donnie had decided he wanted to be a writer. I think he had a podcast. We talk about it on here. I recorded this back in October in New York. And now it's almost April, so I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, but that's when I first met Donnie. And I thought, here's someone who showed some initiative. And um, to see him blowing up right now is pretty awesome. I mean, he went for it. And he's making it happen. And I know he's been a fan of this for a while. And I don't remember if he reached out to me or I, I think he reached out to me saying he wanted to be on. Yeah, I think so. Or if I reached out to him, I don't remember. But we saw we'd both be in New York, so we thought it'd be a good time to record. And uh, we did. We did. So this is that. Um, any of you new listeners, uh, I'm all on all social media platforms at Ink Pulp, I-N-K-P-U-L-P. And please, please, everyone, subscribe to my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Ink Pulp. All right, here we go. Thanks for tolerating my therapy session. So I, hold on, I first met you, you were in Savannah, mm -hmm. and you came up to Atlanta, you were at SCAD, and I was teaching in Atlanta, and you came up when Axel and Jason Aaron were there, is yeah, that correct? that's right, yeah. And you had a podcast, or you were just recording an interview? Well, it was the it was the sequential art oh, podcast. Oh, right, Sequelab. Sequelab, yeah. Right. That I had joined... Um, I really had no point. I had no business being on that podcast. I really, before <laughs> I came to SCAD, um, like I ran a bunch of comic book shops uh -huh. in Austin, right? And then I ran those into the ground. And I. I wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you ran them into the ground? Well, I really didn't. The guy who kind of uh, owned these shops and everything, he wasn't wild about stuff like paying rent and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, and so they happen. all. Could. The thing is, man, I. I, I, I I loved those shops. I could have done that forever. I, I loved being a retailer and everything. Um, but when they went away, I wanted to try and find some way to still be in the industry somehow, you know? And so I went to SCAD because uh, I fancied myself a penciler. Okay. But then, you know, I got into classes with, like, Jeff Shaw and Trad Moore, uh -huh. stuff like that. And I was like, oof, that's not going <laughs> to I, I could work for 30 years, and I won't be as good as these guys are on their first day of class, you know. Um, uh, you know, I joke, but, like, at the same time, I started kind of falling in love with writing and was in some classes right. um, that had some really great professors that encouraged me to go down that route. Um, but to your point, I ended up being on that podcast, right? right. And then, yeah, there was a flyer at, at, in Savannah that, that said that Jason Aaron and Axel were going to be in um, Atlanta, okay. right? 
I'm and surprised there was a fire. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, and I was then and remain today like the world's biggest Jason Aaron fan. Uh huh. Yeah, um, I remember you saying uh, that. A nut, man. Just a <laughs> nut. And um, yeah, I uh, I woke. So I I convinced everyone at at SCAD in Savannah that I was like, this would be really good for the podcast. Uh-huh. If I, you know, went down there and you guys paid for my hotel and <laughs> <laughs> all these things, right? And uh, and so I got up the morning of, right? I remember that to drive down there, and my car died. I remember you telling me that. So I bought a car. I I don't remember that. I mean, I'm sure you told me you bought a car. Well, I tried to not tell anyone there because I wanted to seem like a fucking psycho that I, you know. <laughs> but my roommate was trying to sell his car, oh, and I oh. just woke him up. And my first thing was like, "Hey, can I borrow your car to, to go there?" Yeah, and he's not a good dude. And he was just like, "No." And like we went back and forth for like an hour, and I was like, "Well, okay, fuck it, I'll buy it." How just, much was he selling it for? Oh, like fifteen. Hundred, hundred, something. Okay. Yeah, it was something like it was not a small amount for no. a college kid. No, you know? that's yeah. But I was bound and, and determined to get there and meet Jason and meet Axel and, uh-huh. and do this. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's probably the first time we met. I think that that's the first time you and I spoke. But I saw you at like Heroes Con. Of like maybe like the year before that, I think that was the first time that we yeah, met. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. You're right. You did come up. You came up to my table. Well, I think the, there was maybe a bit where I was helping out at the SCAD booth, and then you were okay. helping out at the SCAD booth, or coming by the SCAD booth, or yeah, it's probably something. coming by. It's a long time ago, man. I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know what's crazy is that 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 meeting uh, at the campus where I interviewed Jason and everything. Is really honestly the, that's the beginning of all of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you show. I mean, I I think I just forgot about the car, but buying a car and getting your ass up there just showed a hustle. Yeah. That you know, I think I I was like, this kid's serious about this because I I mean, look, we in Atlanta we had a lot of guests come through, and mm-hmm. I always told Savannah, and I think they just didn't tell people right down there. And because I was always surprised that no one would come up, and I, I'd have A list people yeah. all the oh, yeah. time. And we uh, wouldn't. You wouldn't but know? Like, no, the SCAD campus wouldn't really have a lot of guests. Yeah, come I know. Through, except if it wasn't for the Edgar's Day or. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, there's a weird, like, when I was there at least, there's a weird, like, competitive vibe. Amongst the campuses. Oh, dude, you don't got to tell me. I, I got the. I, I was dealing with. So much bullshit, mm-hmm. which I can only boil down to the fact they were either jealous or I scared in some way. I don't know. I feel like we came in, we developed a program in Atlanta that kind of our requirement was everyone teaching has to be working in the business. Yeah. And because of that, we all were practiced in what we were mm-hmm. teaching, and you we were current too. You were yeah, yeah, in the middle of exactly. It, yeah. So, and we also knew people. Mm-hmm. So while I was bringing in a lot of people, they were also friends of mine. So, I mean, there were certain professors in Savannah that I know were. That, I mean, they were just really shitty to me. Um, but I, I was like, I think they're just there's a, a hate. Yeah, or je- jealousy. I I don't know, but it's they they made some things kind of difficult for me. How long have you not been there? Uh, three years almost. Is that it? Wow. 
crazy. Yeah, yeah. I got a. F- it was. I got a Facebook memory le- recently. It was like the announcement of Batman because that happened yeah, right. right after I left SCAD. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a gauge. I think it was like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, it was. It was surreal. So tell. Wait. Yeah, t- yeah. Tell me about how did you feel this competitiveness. I don't know. It was a lot of, I mean, just just the kind of stuff that you were saying about there not being flyers, about there not being yeah. Know, sort of I mean, I was always like try. I mean, we all of us in Atlanta were trying. Like, I would let them know. I'd send yeah. them information, and then I just would, you know, would find out that no one down there knew. I mean, when I first met Jeff, mm-hmm. um, he had just graduated from Savannah, mm-hmm. and this was at Heroes Con, and oh, I think it was Jeff. Jeff's dream was to work for Marvel. I think. Oh yeah, and. Um, he was like stunned. He's like, "Wait, we had a Marvel artist teaching in Atlanta." Oh, like, yeah, I know. he had no idea, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "How can that be?" I know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was small stuff. Like, I mean, I got a lot of pushback when I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go out there and record this podcast and everything." Yeah, and little things like that. Um, you know, I don't want to speak too ill of 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 the too many of the staff over there because they 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 did help me out a lot. Sure. Um, I will say though, I, I remember being stunned walking into the uh, into y'all's campus. And being Why? Like, Holy shit! You guys have like computers that work and stuff. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Like, well, like this is like a nice building that like looks like a. Scat's very good at stuff. putting their money where people are looking, and that yeah. was the new yeah, campus, and people are looking point. there because that because that old um, Norris Hall. Yeah, which was a, I mean, it yeah. was a like I remember it fondly, right? Because it was sure. a cool place to hang out and everything. But it was a rat hole. You yeah, know? Uh, I, any, I was in class there. We didn't have any tech or anything. We didn't have any any kind of. I mean, it was. Um, yeah, I remember being there and and being somewhat let down of like this um, um, this school that I had heard about like you know my entire life it, it's it's spoken about in the same regard as like the Cubert school and all these things it's, that I got there and I was like it's fascinating it's a weird little the, subculture the uh, there's a very there's there's the scad people hear about and the scad people know about and they're well, there's very a scad different show you on the tours right right <laughs> yeah, yeah so like i mean i'll meet people to this day they're like oh scad that's an uh, that, that's an incredible institution mm-hmm. i'm like wow yeah how yeah they just they they paid for that mm-hmm. because oh. Yeah, I um, you know, I have I have really mixed feelings about my time at SCAD. I was only there for two years. I oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went. Um, I got a lot done in, in two years. Okay. Um, uh, but I uh, I went uh, two years straight through, you know, and then okay, uh, okay, summers and everything, right? And then did you have any college credits before you went to SCAD? I mean, supposedly I I, I went to school like I was kind of a older student at SCAD because I graduated high school in 2003 and went into college right after that at a dinky college in Texas okay, yeah. and then was there for like a year and then I, I dropped out to follow a girl <laughs> to Austin. I married that girl. I'm still married oh, that's to awesome. her. So I, 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 I won that round. Um, and then like I was saying, when I ran, I went to Austin and I ran those comic book shops and uh, when those comic books shut shut down, I went back to college. But I didn't go back to college with any. There was never any. Um, good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Keep sorry. talking. Uh, 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 we, 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 there was never any. I didn't ever care about having any sort of degree or anything. I honestly just wanted to learn and be around those kind of people. Sure. You know, because I had no earthly clue where to start in comics, how to, how to like, right. get into a, a, a position to know artists and, 
editors and things like this. So when I got there, I was pretty, um, I think the biggest, if you were to ask people then what the biggest criticism of me as just a person back then was that, and I heard it a lot, was that I was not interested whatsoever in making friends. I was not interested in like fucking hanging out outside of class and stuff. Uh-huh. I was there specifically to get into comics and to make comics. Okay. And for whatever reason, that rubbed a lot of people. I was not a popular guy at SCAD. Like I had a few little friends. I ended up being friends with faculty more than anything else just because the age. I think I fucking hang out with like 17-year-old, 18-year-olds. I have nothing to talk to them about. Right. You know? And I remember being in, in – there's two kind of formative experiences from my time there. One was I overheard two students say – uh, I can't wait till I graduate so I can start making comics. And I was uh-huh. like, until you, uh, until you graduate, yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it'll never be easier to make comics right. than right <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. surrounded by them, you idiot. Yeah. You know? And then uh, I had a professor take me aside, like outside of class, and straight up tell me I should drop out and said, this isn't for you. Like, this isn't like, like, like because. Well, to their credit, at least, right? I was not a penciler. I think right. Anyone who saw my work, like, 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 I'm decent, right? Like, I could draw like a little web comic, or like, now that I'm writing so much and my name's out there, like, I could probably draw a little thing in the back of it that would be fun, right? You know? But I was never going to be a penciler for Marvel. I was never fast enough, you know. I mean, I tried my tried my heart out, right? Um, but. This seemed to be way more of a um, like I felt like I got punished a lot for how much I was hustling, like for yeah. how much I was like by the it, teachers. Yeah, yeah. There's something weird there where they're really threatened by, pe- really by people weird. who seem like they're going to succeed unless they feel like they had something to do with your success. Right. I had the same experience when I was at SCAD because I was a really I mean, I was hustling my ass off, working, going to conventions. I mean, they they yeah. they didn't teach us anything about conventions. Well, they don't teach you anything about the latter half of okay. Now you know how to draw. Yeah. They kind of like okay. Now you know how to draw and all these things. Get out there and make some right. Kid. I was right. Like, you don't want to talk about right. Like, There's no professional like, development, money, or like how oh to no financial yeah or yeah like you know like none of that. So they uh I I I felt that same resentment or I just I wasn't like one of their shining stars because they couldn't mm. they couldn't claim me they right. they couldn't like say he's mine and I it's because of me I put him in front of this editor because mm. I was already getting in front of editors on my own right and so there's a weird thing there where that like threatens them it's a strange thing man it's a bummer man you know because for the for the first time in my life I was in the environment and around the people that I'd always wanted to be around, people making comics. People yeah, me could, too. Who could, who, me too. Who had worked in comics, who could teach uh-huh. me about these things. And um, not all of them. Like, there was a few professors that, that one especially that I still talk to, who I consider uh-huh. a, like a, a, a mentor, who really, uh-huh. this was the guy who took me aside and was like, hey, you're a writer, man. Like, you're, I'm reading your stuff, and like, this is... Was that Mark? The, yeah. Yeah, Mark's great. Mark was Mark's great. my favorite professor there. It's a guy that I look up to and hold in in a in very high spot in my in my mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, I luckily James Stern was there when I was there too and James was great. Yeah. James and Mark were really great. You know, but at a at a certain point though, I had reached 
uh, once I had decided to kind of like I'm gonna pursue this writing thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, SCAD, I, I I reached the end of what they could offer me as a comic book writer pretty quick. Sure. You yeah. Know, of course. Three, maybe four classes. <laughs> Was there were. that many? I, I want to say there's. Three I remember too. I remember like, writing an advanced writing, and they they created that advanced writing right, yeah. class because. There were a few of us in Mark's class as grad students, and we were like, we want more of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he, he created this advanced writing course for mm-hmm. that very reason. Yeah. So I did all those, and, um, you know, really long story. I don't want to make this whole thing an origin fucking show or whatever, but, you know, I, 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 I took all those classes, and um, and then, yeah, I went and did the Jason thing. But when I came out there mm-hmm. for that, um you were really great, and you you, I I assumed that how that Jason thing that I was gonna do was gonna go was like I was like I'll be happy if I can just record the talk that he gives the class right, and you put right. me and Jason in the office, in office, my office, yeah, by ourselves, yeah, and I recorded the whole thing, and I still have the recording of it. And oh, I awesome! Am such a little like terrified, nervous baby. <laughs> and it's funny because I I was hanging out with Jason all all weekend. Um, right, I was like I was at the summit, right? Sure. Um, and I eventually told him about that. Did he remember? No. Oh, well, he okay. didn't remember me. He remembered coming to the to, to But the he college. didn't did he remember recording in my office with you? No. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no. I was like, "No, it's cool. It's just one of the biggest moments of my life." Um uh, but the thing I right after that after the interview, which I just treasured so much, I got to ask my favorite writer just like me and him sitting right, together. I right. loved it so much. Um, but you didn't after, come up alone, right? You were with someone. Nope, can't by myself. Okay. All yeah, right, all right. it was just yeah, it was yeah. Um, and then right, right, right after that though, I when we walked back into like the main room, I walked with him, and Axel came up and everything. And uh, Jason was kind enough to be like, "Hey, hey, have you met Axel? Because Jason's the best." Right, right. Right. Sure. Sure. And I met Axel, and I had some ash cans that I had made, you know, but I wasn't trying to be obnoxious about them. Right. You know? Right. I gave Jason one, but I was like, "I'm not pitching you a thing. I just, I, it would mean a lot to me for me to give this to you. Right. Throw it away if you want, but right." You know, um, and uh, I gave one to Jason or to, to um, Axel. Um, that Ashcan, by the way, was Ghost Fleet, which I ended up publishing at Dark Horse with right. uh, Dan. Right. Right. Um, but I gave it to Axel, and Axel was really cool and started talking t- to me. And in that conversation, he said, What are you doing this summer? You should apply to be an intern. Right. I remember that. And I did. And I got Did you it. Get it. Oh, you yeah, got it. Yeah, I got it. I think I remember. I think you emailed me when you got it. I th- I think I remember that. Wait, didn't I see you in the office? Yes, you did. That's, yeah. Oh okay. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's you were there to, to see Axel. Yeah. We're having a meeting or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I went those two years to SCAD, and then I didn't take any summers off or anything. I took one summer off. Um, and I got that internship. Right. And so I came out here, you know, and uh, did that internship, um, which was insane. And what's well, the biggest trip of all this thing is kind of shooting way forward. I haven't been back in that office since I interned in 2010, and I was there yesterday. That's awesome. And I returned as a as a dream come true. Man. Right. I returned That's great. as an exclusive writer. I got a picture taken of me sitting in my old 
like in the intern row in uh-huh. the old chair uh-huh. and everything. <laughs> and I did it only because I have a picture of me sitting there as an intern. Uh-huh. And I get to put oh, awesome. to each oh, other. Oh, that's great. You know? That's really great. Um, it was fantastic. And getting and getting to be like welcome back there. Because everyone there knew that I was an intern and stuff. And, right, you right. Know, um, getting to come back was, was, was amazing. You know, I don't know if Axel recalls that that was his doing of me being an intern there. But well, when this it, is all Axel's fault. I was, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was talking to Axel. He was in San Diego. And we were talking. He's like, I'm on my way to dinner. And he was meeting you and mm-hmm. Jeff at Morton's. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you remember meeting him at, in Atlanta? And he was like, what? Yeah. And I told him sure that not. story. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't remember that at all. Well, I mean, he does it all the time. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, that guy um, meets so many people. Uh, dude, there's so many, there's so many he, uh, people there that would come up and introduce themselves to me. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I know. I, I was your intern. Like, I, right, I, right. I bought you coffee and right, shit, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, uh, which I, I also get. Like, who remembers sure. interns? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, um, so it's been, it's been a trip, man. And it's so, it's, uh, you know, not to make this super like maudlin and sappy or anything. I don't mind that. But it's, it's, it's a cool little, um, nostalgia trip coming like a, like a victory lap. Yeah. Full circle. Sure. That kind of before the show starts is nice to sit down with you because in, in a big, oh. way, like, in a lot of ways, this all started with. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, and, that's you know, funny. And, and is that why you sad. wanted to do this? No. What? Made, I'm always <laughs> curious. No, I mean it's an added bonus of it. Obviously, what makes what made me want to do it is I'm a, is, is I'm a fan of it. Oh, okay. I feel. I like, just like I when like I know what this is, and like people now like contact me to come on. I'm like, why would you want to? I mean, I'm ha- I want to have you, you on. Know why? why would you want to do it? Per- like perfectly honestly, I. I do a lot of podcasts. People ask me to do them all the time. Yeah. And I love doing them because they're easy, easier than me writing, like, you know, like for a CBR article or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And also, you know, I don't write for free. So, like, if I'm right. kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I would much rather you're, you're, talk. You're a, a professional now. Yeah, I'd much rather talk you're than above. sit down and answer four things and then, then you send me follow up things. Right. You've done it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's awkward. Um, and. You know as well as I do, 99% of these things are promoting a book. Right, And what right. I like about this podcast is that, like, you and I are not going to sit here and talk about Doctor Strange and Thanos. No. Like, I mean, who cares? Like, people people are going to buy it, and they, they get it. Like, right, you know? right, so right. I, I, I always leap at the opportunities to do these things where we can talk about things that aren't that. Because that's why I liked Sequel Lab when I was still running my comic book shops. You know, because I, I listened to that podcast all the time. Then. Before you went to SCAD? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Well, yeah, man. Cause I was a, um, I was, I was, I had a buddy who had gone to SCAD, uh, like right out of high school. Uh huh. He was always telling me about the sequel art program. He wasn't in it, but he knew about it and everything. Uh huh. And so he hit me to that podcast. And so I was always, I was a sculptor, still am. And so I would have podcasts on when I'm sculpting and stuff. And it was, it always seemed so fucking cool to me that there was all these, like. Did you do pottery? Not pottery, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I did I a bunch that. of. I, I, I did like, um, like, uh, like comic statues, like. Oh, like okay, okay, right, right, like right. That. You know, I still do shit like that. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and, and so I, I, it, it, it always seems so cool to me, like a bunch of. That one's different, right? Because it's all a bunch of aspiring kids and stuff. They would talk about comics, and they would always be like, excited about it and everything. And I liked that much more than. 
you know, of a lot of the podcasts that's like, so hey, tell me about your your you know Nightwing comic and stuff. And right. Like, dude, I'll buy the Nightwing comic. Like, I want to know who this guy is. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and so yeah, so I, so I like I I I really uh, the first one of yours I heard um, was a Bendis one. I never interviewed Bendis. Didn't do I've Bendis. never even met Bendis. Wait, what podcast am I on? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What am I thinking of? Uh, well, just recently, I listened to yours with uh, uh, Jason. Uh, Latour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Because I've never really gotten to know that guy. Okay. I went out to dinner with him last night, but, but okay. that was really fun to hear him talk and everything. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, 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 I guess I'm blanking out on the Bendis thing. I thought that that was yours. No, uh, that's yeah. Word Balloon. That's got to be Word, word balloon. balloon. is probably, but that's uh, the same thing though. They get to yeah. talk about, they get to talk about people in the, in sure. outside of the thing. I like to get to know people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which might not, you know, I don't know if, if this is shit that people, I mean, you would know better than I do, but like, I don't know if this is something that fans are into as much or if they want us to talk about story and stuff. You know, I, I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't. What they want doesn't matter. I. I. I mean, I, I don't. I don't mean that rude. But as an no, artist, I, I'm going to do what I do, and hopefully, yeah. people that like that will then be a fan. That's what I, you're curious about, right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I, if the fan, if I'm doing stuff to please fans, I've lost my way. Yeah. And and that then it's the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And there's no originality in that. It's like you gotta you gotta do what feels right inside. Yeah. You gotta follow your inner voice because mm-hmm. that's who you are and that's what's gonna make what you do different. Well, I think it's a maturity thing too. Like I think that most fans kinda comic book fans follow the same progress of you know, when you first get into comics, you're following characters. You're right. Into those characters and then something happens. Either you you leave or do you start following creators? Right. And as soon as, especially, I mean, me, when I switched over to, you know, I'd start looking in books that I really enjoyed and be mm-hmm. like, man, who fucking wrote this? And it's like, oh, it's Jason Aaron. Or right. I'd look at a different book. And like, who wrote this? Oh, Jason Aaron. <laughs> get to a point where you're like, man, who, who the fuck is Jason Aaron? <laughs> right. I, I've got to know this guy, you know? Right, right. Um, so I love shit like this, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found my audience. I mean, I there. I've got fans. Oh, I know you and, do. And they like what we do on here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly have no interest talking about the continuity of Thanos and the the book you write. Not not uh, that's not a. I mean, I'm interested in who creates the work rather than the no, work I know. itself. I, yeah. No, I feel you. I, there's a time and a place to talk about it because I could talk about the continuity of Thanos right. every fucking day. Right? I'm sure you could. But that's all I do every day. You know? Right, right. Um, it's funny. My wife kind of knows how much I, I, I don't. And, you know, I, and I, I'm not I'm not a dick about it. If someone asks me for my time and, you know, I do it, I'm more than thrilled to do it, you know. Right. But at the same time, there's absolutely days, especially when you're in an ordering cycle, you know, that like the interviews can pile up and the questions are all the same. Yeah. Know? I mean, as a writer, that's, you get a lot more. A of lot that. more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I was telling my wife last night, I was like, uh, I was talking about my day at the summit and everything and how crazy it was. And she was like, what's, what's your day tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I got to get up at nine 30 and I'm doing this podcast. And she was like, Oh no. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. This is, <laughs> this is going to be dope. Like this is the, All this right, is cool. with Sean. It's going to be fun. Well, that's the other thing I want. I want this podcast to be something that 
our creative community enjoys mm-hmm. doing and enjoys listening to and brings us together yeah. more. I, I don't want it to be something like a formality or something yeah. dreadful. Like I'm glad people contact me wanting to be on because yeah, it man. makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is for us to to enjoy. I'm glad you ourselves. said that because like I was thinking about that. I was I, I, when I was flying out here was when I was I had that Jason one on and literally the only reason that I clicked on that one to come out here was because I had heard it before right but, uh-huh. but I was like I'm gonna be probably hanging out with Jason because I'm hanging out with J- Jason Aaron and stuff right and I, I I've I've met, met that guy a few times but I don't really know him know him yeah you know. And your podcast is really good for getting to know <laughs> someone beyond like soundbite yeah. shit. Sure, right? sure, sure. Um, and I've never really, you know, uh, like from the outside, I'm sure people who don't know me or who just like follow me on Twitter and stuff, probably just by virtue of the books that I've done and the books that I'm doing and the Marvel exclusive and stuff, probably assume that like, you know. I have like a like like the like the group of guys that I hang out with is like you know all the A list dudes or whatever or like the, the or the image guys and everything. Uh huh. I've never really had I've never really had that crew. I've never really had like a clique. I've always like even to this day I've always felt like I'm still struggling to find like my group of dudes. You know why? Why don't you think you? Well, do you want that? You want that. You're saying you're struggling. I do, I do want that. I, I, I've, I've always, I can be a little um, standoffish sometimes. When yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm the same way. You know, I can be. I don't. I don't think. I. I don't. I hope, and I don't think that I come across as a dick or anything. But I think that the same thing when I first entered into this industry, I think the same thing haunted me that came from SCAD. Which was that guy hustles too much and is obnoxious about it? Because I was man when I first started, like going to cons and trying to get my mm-hmm. books in the hands of things or anything. Yeah, I was aggressive and I was obnoxious. I wouldn't do it the same way now, right? Okay, because I was insecure. Like I wanted to get where I wanted to be, and I think I turned a lot of people off. But I don't think that's uncommon. Oh yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say Jason Aaron is not like that, and he's a rarity. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, and and also when I started out, I I wrote with a a co writer, and I think that in certain ways, in not professionally, but as far as getting to know my peers and having a circle, that it kind of held me back a little bit because at the end of every con or any spare moment, I had him. And I would just go and hang with him. It would just be me and him. And so I never forced myself Mm -hmm. to integrate myself into a group or or go out of my way to be like, hey, Sean, is there a is people getting together at the bar tonight? Right, or, right. You know, anything like that? Because I would always just go like, hey, you and me, we're going to go get some food. And yeah, go I, hang out, I, you know? I, I was, I, I went through something like that too. Yeah. Or, um, I had a very, I have a very close friend in, in the business, mm-hmm. um, who's very, prestigious mm-hmm. and I would just spend an entire con just hanging out with him because right. I enjoy like I just he was a good friend I enjoyed being with him but to the 
detriment probably mm. of me professionally. Of the social part of it? What's that? Of, of the social part of it? Yeah, like I wasn't networking. Right, I wasn't yeah. like meeting people. I wasn't getting to know people. Well, I, and was, I was doing that part, but only for the work part of it. Like I neglected the part of it where it was like right. networking to have peers. Well, yeah, yeah, connecting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. I mean, it, that's right? changed for me dramatically. I have a lot of very good friends now that, I mean, it's at a show like this. I don't know if I, I, I mean, yeah, you just make friends, yeah. uh, as many friends as you can make yeah. and not like, I don't look at it like I, I need to try to get work anymore. Like oh, I yeah. just want to meet people. And I mean, for me, I want to talk about art with as many artists as I can yeah, now. Yeah. And, um, so it, that's changed. But early on, I was like that. Like I saw networking as a means to a job. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And, uh, I think people feel that. Yeah. And it, it, it can be off-putting when you come in contact. Because, like, I'm the same way now. Like, the worst thing that could happen to me right now is get a, a new job. Like, I'm right. fucking booked. <laughs> right, know? right. Like, I'm stretched thin, you know? And so my interactions now are just, like, really normal. Like, yeah. Oh, I would, like, well, like you, you would, would you like to hang out and talk yeah, about... Yeah, because the insecurity of needing work is gone. It's the insecurity is the right word, yeah. you know? Because there's a lot of... Um, I had a buddy in Austin, my best friend. Uh, I brought him to Comic Con, and it didn't dawn on me until like the 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 like the second day or so, where he kind of took me aside and he was like, "Hey, man, look, if we like like I know you have to go to these these like comic people parties and everything, and that's dope and like it's really cool, but like some of your." like peers and stuff when they ask me what, what I do. And as soon as I say, I don't work in comics, they kind of glaze over and turn around and walk away. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, dude, that, that happens, yeah. you know, but that, that specific comic con was before like God country broke. And uh -huh. you know, my kind of crazy year that I've had this year right. went down, but I'll tell you after the year that I've had right now, mm -hmm. I brought my buddy back to San Diego Comic-Con this year. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, not to be a dick about it, but the circle of people that I was hanging out with now are not cats who are, like, insecure right. and, like, trying to get things out of people. Right. And they were great to my friend. Sure. Because... It wasn't a thing of, oh, so what do you do? Oh, I can't get anything out of you? Right. Okay, bye. Right, it was, right, right, right. hey, man, what's going on? Oh, you do this? That's fucking cool. You yeah, know? yeah. It was one of the biggest, like, and it's slowly happening, like, that I'm gaining, like, a peer group of people that I really like and stuff. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, my you're saying you don't have a peer group. My perception is... You do. I mean, you and Jeff seem very close, and oh, you work together. And dearest friends. Yeah. And it seems like you have some artists that you kind of came up with that you stick with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do, but it's it's in and yeah, like nowadays, like honestly though, like just this year, like yeah. just this year, these things have started to kind of come around, right? Um, but you know. It used to be incredibly common that I would come to these shows, these big shows and stuff. And after the show was over, I would be by myself like yeah. all weekend. I'd be by my, you know, dude, I, yeah, um, I mean, we've all it's it's, it's a, so lonely. It's, it's so a very lonely in place to city be. Where yeah. like I know that like all of my all the people that do the same job as me are around here, and people yeah. that I would give like I, I would love to go and hang out with and and just get to know as people, right? right. 
are all hanging out and it's just I'm just I guess I'm just gonna hang out in this hotel room. It's so fucking it's it's I went to Rose City last year and um it was my birthday and I spent it alone in my hotel room and I went to Rose City knowing that it was on my birthday and yeah. thinking like, man, that'll be dope. Like I'll get to I had to hang out with like because at the time I was doing uh, a few Dark Horse books and some other stuff and um I was like, that'll be great. Like, I'll get to go out with the Dark Horse cats and everything like that. And it was just, uh, like, that was a really, that one really hurt, like, being by myself and, like, no one really giving a shit, you know? Dude, that's a, that's a hard place. That's a, that's a, I mean, yeah, it's a lonely place to be. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're starting to make some friends, but you're not, like, in with yeah. that crew and, mm-hmm. and you're, like, you find out, like, they're all going out to dinner but you're not right, and yeah, yeah. That, that that's a hard place to be and you know it's hard to it's hard kind of hard to settle in your in your head because it's so like again for people who don't know who i am who are listening to this and everything like i i did a bunch of dark horse books i did star trek and all this other shit and, and no one it, it never they were fun books and they were well received but no one ever really they, they, they never popped right right but then this year God Country, Redneck, babe, Baby Teeth, and yeah. then those all hit pretty hard yeah. in the Marvel stuff, right? Right. Um, I'm not, I, I only say that to say this, which is as soon as that stuff started happening, all of a sudden there was a great deal of, oh man, I have like people. Like, I, I can go and hang out with these people sure. and everything. It is sometimes hard for me, or was hard when this first stuff first, first started happening. That was like, oh, so like we get to hang out now because I'm successful. Like that's well, weird. no, but it's not that. But, but, but what I came to learn was it's the vibe. I'm. I was just gonna out. say that, that the vibe. People feel that that neediness, that insecurity, yeah. Yeah. and it's it's an uncomfortable feeling, Absolutely. and so they just don't want to be it's around not, it. Because because the the last thing that any of the pros want to do after they are off the show. Is fucking get pitched some right. shit or like talk, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And so yeah, what, yeah, 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 yeah. What ended up happening, which was wonderful, is I found myself, and this was kind of a a, a demarcation of like when things started to change. And it's very recent. I was at a con. I want to say it was um, what was it? Heroes. I think it was Heroes, where I kind of got invited into this circle of like like Scotty Young and Jason and. Jordy and Deck and like those kind of guys, people, all people that I respect, you know, enormously. Mm-hmm. And we all went out to dinner that night, and it was to this day it was probably not that big of a deal for them because they do it all the time. But mm-hmm. for me, it was like one of my highlights of like my entire career because when we got there and we were eating, none of us talked about comics even once right and that's that know each other right and that's the good stuff i mean that so you say it was important to you but i'm sure uh from from their perspective like this is what i want to be doing this is a great meal i mean every convention i have a bunch of meals um and i'm at the point now where most of my meals are are that i mean they're friends friends or or if there's someone new at the dinner i'm getting to know them but it's not a business dinner yeah i mean it is because we're all in the same business and we're having dinner together because we can write it off oh that's true too (laughs) exactly but it's it's not because we're just get anything out of anybody yeah no one's exactly yeah exactly we're just hanging out and it was beautiful man and i i i remember like 
for one of the first times like since this bananas year that I've had being there and like feeling a genuine sense of like oh so this is what this feels like 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 the sense of uh, for lack of a better term like belonging right like you found a home these people want me here like I can call these people friends genuinely you know and if we work together that'd be dope but not because oh Dex's a big artist or anything right, like that. It's, like, it's just because that'd be fucking cool to do a thing right. because we're friends. Yes, you know that makes that makes the work very different. It really does, man. It really, really does. And that's why you know I, Jeff Shaw and I have done so many books together. It's because we became fast friends, like really right. quick. We have a similar taste in what we think comics should look like and feel like and stuff. Right. In every book that we've ever done. Uh, into Thanos now that we're doing right. has just been like, like Jeff and I joke about it all the time that we feel like we're little kids that are like just getting paid to like sure. be on the phone and Jeff and I talk on the phone for hours and it's just it's 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 not work like we right. are you know doing work I suppose sure. but you but guys we're just clowning that, around yeah. and having fun and making each other laugh and making each other go oh shit that would yeah. be cool you know yeah like that's the good stuff you know because I feel like readers can. I know I can. When I read a book, I can always tell if the creators are having fun. Oh, oh, oh without know? a and doubt, they're vibing in a way that is like, oh man, these guys are on. These guys are vibrating. Right, together, right, right. And I can. I feel like I can also tell when, like, ooh, everyone hates each other on this book. Right, you know. Right, right. And sure. So, yeah, so, 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 it, so it's been a it's been a weird thing that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I still will sometimes default. To and it's just my own, like uh, you know, my own brain playing tricks on me for the most part. But I will still sometimes default to, you know, like if I was in the summit this weekend and I saw like a group of the guys, some of the, some of the writers, and I could tell what they were kind of talking about, like oh, food and stuff. Like, but where are we gonna go? Go 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 after this? It is still my natural impulse. To be like, okay, well, I guess they're going to go out. I'll just go get some food on my own. Yeah. You know? It like, took me. Like, I, I was the same way. You know? And then, um, but but it, it's it's quickly becoming a thing where someone will check me and be like, hey, are you leaving? Like, we're talking about dinner, dude. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, Come over yeah. here. And I was like, well, I don't assume. Like, I don't, you know? I'm yeah, still I, very much in that. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I think... That's not a bad place to be. It's it's uh, not to assume you're invited. I mean, like I, I was like that too. I think something happened to me when I was younger that made me like feel like being left out. I, I my all my friends in high school were a year older than me, and they were my good buddies. I ran with every day. So after their senior year, I was kind of abandoned. Like I didn't have oh, wow. friends because. I mean, I guess we were kind of a bunch of dicks, but like the kids in my grade, there was I, two guys in my grade were part of the crew I ran with. Um, and then there was a bunch of just, I mean, they were, they were annoying. Just a, like dirt bags. They weren't dirt bags. They were, they were nice people. We were just dicks and they were nerdy oh, and they the were, bags. yeah, we were the dirt bags. <laughs> yeah. Me and my group were the dirt bags. We were. <laughs> so my friends all graduated and then the nerds became the cool kids and I was right. the dick who was a dick to them. And then I was like, Oh shit, I don't fit in. Yeah. One of my friends transferred to a different high school and then my other friend just kind of kept to himself and 
So I was just like, fuck, I, I got a girlfriend, like the time, so I just, all I did was spend time with my girlfriend. And then, um, you know, my friends would come back from holidays, uh, come back for the holidays from college, and of course they wanted to all get together, but now I was with a girlfriend, and yeah. uh, I kind of like, not intentionally, kind of turned my back on them, and then when my girlfriend and I broke up, and I was going into college, I'll come back for the holidays, I'd just be left out of everything and, and yeah. I remember that that was hard and I think that scarred me to the point yeah. where like feeling left out like really is hard for me to deal with I don't I, I'm okay now I don't feel that way now I mean yeah. like I, like what you're talking about is dinners with like um, colleagues right yeah. and like I, I'm at the I have a lot of very good friends now um, that it's different. It's it's not like I want to be included with him. That no, we are like this morning. Um, it's funny we were talking about this. Uh, I ran into Eric downstairs, Kennedy, getting coffee, and um, Mateo and him are in the room together. And they went and got breakfast early this morning because Mateo's on Italy time, oh, right. and Eric gets up at four o'clock to work out. So it was probably about six. They went to get breakfast. And then Mateo was like, we should get Sean, you know, breakfast is important to Sean. We should get Sean. (laughs) And I mean, I was sleeping. I didn't know. I didn't care. But I was like, it was nice. It was like, yeah, they're my buddies. They, they, they care about me and want to be around me. So that's, I feel like I've crossed that threshold where like people are colleagues to then you then have friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, speaking to uh, what you were saying about like something that happens to you when you're a kid and like how that kind of forms things like so i grew up with a stutter i still have one but do you really oh yeah i, I well i do now but it, it's 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 so that just now yes yeah. that was how it manifests now that's not to me that's just it someone seems, putting their thoughts together yeah that's what it reads like now yeah you know um and you'll sometimes hear me take big pauses in a sentence it's because the word that i've chosen that i want to say i know that i'm not going to be able to say it so it's me trying to refigure a way to to say a sentence wow and how to communicate uh, right right you know um and so that really the my stutter growing up was horrific I, I was in speech therapy my entire life. I was, like, fitted for a cochlear um, I- implant. They thought it was a hearing issue? No. Well, a cochlear implant for a stutter is a little bit different. Like, um, for whatever reason, there's a lot of science that's kind of missing on, on stuttering. No one's real sure why it happens or, uh, like, a weird thing is uh, anyone who stutters can say cuss words. And they they will never stammer on it. Like, I can say fuck all day long, you know, and no one really knows why. Have you ever seen the King speech? No, um, no, I know, you, I know, you, I never saw it. But I know what you're talking about. He can say fuck and everything. And actually, a, a, a technique that you'll sometimes hear me use is if um, I'm in the middle of a sentence and I know that there's a problem word coming up, I can just combine those things. So if I'm having trouble saying coffee, you'll hear me say like. Yeah, I'll just get a uh, fucking coffee, and I'm making it into one word so that oh. I can connect it into one thing, right? It's just, it's something that I I'm always thinking. I, I I have to stay on top of it all the fucking time. Really, but when I was a kid, it was really sometimes very difficult to to communicate. 
you know, um, which is why I love comics. It's why I love to okay. write because my characters can say things that I would, I'll never be able to say. Right. Um, there's certain words that other other people can say that I just can't. Like there's certain problem words for me that you will never hear me say say those words because they will 100 percent of the time stop me dead in my tracks. And you have um, no idea why. No one really knows. Um, huh. Like, there's a word that I, I, I can't say it to you. Right. But there's a man and, like, there's a, a man and a... Woman? Yeah, that word. I can't say it. I've never been able to say it. Really? Yeah, which is a problem in comics <laughs> when you're like Batman, Superman, and <laughs> Diana. <laughs> you, know? I, you know, I've always had to do that. You know, um, like I, I, and 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 so it doesn't flare up that much. It just kind of seems like I'm talking really fast. I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Uh-huh. I'm doing it right, but where it acts up the most is when I'm meeting someone for the first time. Is if I try and go up to them and be like, "Hey, I'm Donnie." Like, blah 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 blah. For whatever reason, there it it never it, it it's really fucking hard. Is that anxiety that triggers no, it or it's nervousness? An, it, 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 it's probably a part of it for sure, right? Um, but like, there's there's creators. There's one creator in particular that I've never met because his name is really hard for me to say. His first name? Yeah, but I've really liked. I would I would really like to meet him and. I'll see him at cons and he'll walk by and I'll be like, oh man, I'd really like to, but I don't, I can't, like, I, I, I can't say his name out loud, you know? And so it'd be weird if I just yelled at him by his last name. It's hopeless. (laughs) Oh, Dennis? Dennis. Uh, Yeah. And you know why I was able to just say it just now? Why? Because I was repeating you. Oh. There's a lot of weird little tricks. If you say a word, I can parrot it back right away. But if I were to see him at the con, I could not walk up to him and say, hey, and say his name out loud. I couldn't do it. Like, my, my brain would trip up on his first name. Well, is it just too weird for you to say, I'm, I'm a huge fan, I have a stutter, and your name it's not, is... It's not how I want my first impression uh, to be of people. I don't want to be the guy who uh, stutter. That's uh, why I don't ever really talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I get it. it, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it has... But there are a lot of people that call him hopeless. yeah. Yeah, I could do that. And I did end up getting a chance to talk to him, but only because... Um, I'd imagine if you're, his, if you're hanging with Jason Aaron, you're right, going to be yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. At a Marvel party, like... God, where was it? San Diego, maybe? Because um, he did the run on... He did the, the Secret Empire run on Strange right before me. Right. And so we got to talk about that. You know, we were oh. introduced by that, you know? Um, but, but it was... Like, I don't really think about my speech impediment... Too much. It doesn't. It's not something that keeps me awake at night. Right. But there are, there's times where like, um, like I was at this at that um, that Nerdist festival thing. It was like a Comic Con and uh, oh, the, ID Ten Fest. ID Ten. Yeah. It's called Idiot Fest. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. Well, I, the only reason I say, I always call it Idiot Fest. My friend created it, and he's like, it's ID Ten, so I'm I'm but respectful. Like, ID Ten T. Yeah, ID Ten T. Yeah. Okay, it's Idiot Fest. Right. Um, he was there, and I I. He was walking around, and there was there was a moment where I was kind of standing aside, and he was kind of by himself. And I tried, I tried to be like, "Hey," and I like I, I couldn't get it out. Right. And he walked past, and like, there's times like that where I'm just like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I wish that that wasn't the thing. You know? <laughs> it's, right. it's something that I, I 
it's kind of haunted me my entire life and something that I wouldn't wish on my like worst enemy. Yeah. Um, and it's really, but because of it, I think it is, it does absolutely have a lot to do with the career path that it's led me down, you know? Um, but it's a fucking bummer and it's led me to, it's kind of held me back like that combined with, Especially editors, man. Like when I fucking, I mean, imagine like having to make a first impression oh, on an yeah. editor at, at a con floor or whatever the fuck, and their first impression of me is a guy who, if you don't know that I have a stutter and my stutter is kind of active when I'm speaking right. to you, it reads like I'm like so nervous I can't talk, and that's not what's happening. Right. You know, and so it doesn't come across as someone who's confident. It doesn't, you know, like I have to carry a card in my wallet. Here, I'll show it to you. I have to carry this um, because if I get pulled over, um, talking to a cop sometimes, yeah. if I'm getting pulled over, I have to. That's my fucking. Um, I have to present them with this card that I carry around to let them know that I am a person with a stutter and that, like, I'm not nervous to talk to you. I just can't. Watch out, your card's full. I just, like, I physically cannot talk to you. Huh. Um, How do you get this card? Well, I'm a part of a... (laughs) of the, like, the National Stuttering uh, Foundation. I try and do a lot of work with them. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's a card that I have to present to police officers when I get yeah, it just over. It says I'm a person who stutters and what is stuttering and defines it and talks a little bit about it. Yeah. Stress is not the cause, but it can certainly aggravate yeah. stuttering. Huh. Yeah. It's a trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And like, uh, you know, I, but, uh, but you know, what's funny is if. Um, I was talking about that cochlear implant thing. Right. If I had headphones on right now during this, you wouldn't hear me stutter one time. Because uh, I could hear my own voice. Uh, now I feel really bad for oh, forgetting. No, 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 Dude, no, I, was, no. I was setting up this morning. I was packing. I was like, I'm going to forget something. I'm gonna Because I've been in such deadline hell. Like, I finished Mother Panic Monday morning. Oh. Well, John Paul and Tommy do incredible work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I finished it Monday morning, packed, went home, had dinner with the family, went to bed, and got up Tuesday morning, came here. So, uh, like, I have to go home and put my life back together because <laughs> well, yeah. when you're at that final stretch of a, yeah, of yeah. a like, I was at the final stretch of six issues, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just, everything falls by the waist while I get yeah. it done. So I was packing, and I was like, what am I forgetting? And then I... I realized I forgot. I hate when people don't have headphones because they can't hear themselves. Well, it doesn't bother me right now, but I, I, if the, what the cochlear implant does, yeah, it was, I, I took it out after a while. Oh, so you had it. Oh, I had it. Oh, yeah. I thought you said you were going to get it. No, I got fitted for it. It's like a mold, like an injection mold in my ear. Right. Like it, it's like this little, um, you know, it looks like a hearing aid. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and what it does is it, instantly repeats what you're saying back into your ear. Oh. So it's like a it's like a microsecond but delay. Did you have it like go into your skull and like No, it wasn't like that. Okay. It wasn't like attached or anything. Right, it was right. just it was a thing I could take on oh, off, right? Okay. But it it, it and it also makes your voice incredibly high pitched so that you can hear your own like deeper voice over it um but like if i'm ever doing a podcast or uh, i'm good on the phone yeah. because i can hear 
my voice reverberating back. And okay. it's just like earlier when I was able to say that name because you said I it said and it, I yeah. parroted it, I can parrot myself if I can hear myself. Okay. And I can speak, right? Uh-huh. It's very weird. Like, no one really has gotten to the bottom of any of it. Huh. It's very odd. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a long way. I didn't I, I didn't want to fucking bring this thing to a fucking grinding halt. You didn't. I, I, think that was, I think that's probably the best part of our it's, conversation. It's not anything that I ever really talk about um, because, again, I don't want to be... I'm not trying to be that dude. Right, to, you're not you know, looking for sympathy. No, no but not at all. if you're on this podcast and we're getting to know you, this is yeah. part of you, and it's it's something you think about a lot. It sounds like I have to think about it every moment of my life. So then it's worth you know? talking about. But I love the I love the notion that you know I'm an atheist. So take this phrase I'm going to say with a grain of salt that God gave me this 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 little problem. Yeah, but I ended up becoming a professional communicator that's a healthy attitude you know what i'm saying yeah like i it's never slowed me down i was in plays and everything i I, i've always refused to to allow it that's badass you know i mean that's strong well it's 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 i mean you faced it you fought it you 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 defeated it in a lot of ways well being told when you're fucking like eight and no one really understands why you can't talk and everything and being told by a speech therapist like Hey, this is not a thing that's ever going to be fixed. This is a thing you'll have until the day you die. Is fucking rough. Yeah, I can't imagine. You know, it's really fucking rough. And being, I was really lucky that I had a dad who told me early and often. The rule was in school: if people make fun of how I speak, they get one because they might not know. And then I just take them aside and say, like, hey, man, you might not know, but I, th- that's a thing I can't help. And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little sensitive about it. And if you wouldn't make jokes, I'd, I'd like that, you know. And nine times out of ten, they'd be like, oh, shit, man, I didn't know, you know. But, you know, kids can be dicks. Sure. The rule was sure. after that, if they did it again, my dad was like, don't let anybody fucking, like, punch him in the mouth. <laughs> like, like, let people know that it's it's not a thing that's ever going to be made fun of. That's good. And so, growing it's like prison up, advice, <laughs> dude. Growing up, I, I I actually a dream of mine is to do a a book about it, like a comic about it. I, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I want to call it Fighting Words. Um, and I want to oh, do that's good. It, that's a good title. Wanna, thank you. I want to do like a little like a something way different than I've ever done, like a little like a bio comic or something about that. But the intention of it is something that parents can give to their kids to like walk them through hey here's what your life's gonna look like and it doesn't have to be shitty right now why would you wait to do that well to answer that question right now it's time probably because i want to draw it oh you want to draw it okay be a big part of it i don't want to draw all of it because there's parts of it that i think would be really fun like like because I got into a lot of fucking fights about it, you know. And, yeah. And my and, and and to finish that thought before I get to this, it was always wonderful because my dad, when I would get into fights and I could get hauled into the office, they'd call my dad in. Yeah. And my dad would be like, well, how about instead of my kid getting in trouble for punching these kids, how about you teach these kids to not make fun of my kid? 
Yeah. Because my kid is going to keep on fighting if they keep on doing it. That's awesome. And I'm going to get his back every fucking time. Yeah. So you need to do your job and tell them to not fucking pick on him about it. Yeah. You know? Um, but what That's like great. Do, yeah. Yeah. My dad's, my dad's my hero. Um, still is. Um, but what I'd like to do in that book is do fun things like, because I'm not a great artist. I'm functional. Like, it'll read. It won't look like shit, you know? But right. I, I take a lot of time to do it, you know? But a lot of it's going to be about, like, the biology and right. the medical part of it and then when we lead up into like fights i got into in school i would because i would probably i would probably be in the comic like as a character sure i would say like all right now look i know a lot of this has been boring and everything so for this next scene i'm gonna get in a fight with this kid and uh my friend dan johnson's gonna be hand, handling that you turn the page and it's like this big badass action sequence oh, that's that cool. daniel you know and then yeah. we cut back into the boring show right you know um, uh, but it's something that I've always wanted to, to <laughs> I've always wanted to do it. Um, it's just a, it's a bandwidth thing right now. Sure, sure. It's also something that I could never have done before people knew who the fuck I was. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, in a lot of ways it's, 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 it's absolutely shaped who I am as a, as a person who tells stories, you know? Like not being able to yeah, speak my like entire it. life, and all of a sudden getting a, a stage by which I can communicate ideas and yeah. say the things that I would like to say, yeah. you know, um, is is a really great feeling, you know. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I kind of ground things to. <laughs> no, no, I think you just closed it really well. I mean, we're at an hour anyway. Jesus, um, really? I feel like we've been talking for 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> well, we'll do it again. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was the most interesting part of this. The, the past 20 minutes have been fascinating. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, is there anything you want to promote here? Oh, I mean... The social media stuff. I mean, it's coming out, you know? Uh, this... Uh, <laughs> I'm so far ahead because I'm launching that Patreon. I'm just banking. Yeah. This will probably be in the late spring oh, okay. of uh, 2018. I mean, do you want to promote your social media? Like, Sure, yeah. I'm on Twitter. It's at Don Cates, D-O-N-C-A-T-E-S. That's really the only thing that I do. I don't, I don't mess around with Instagram or like my Facebook's for my grandma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and like... Yeah, I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast probably knows the books I'm on and shit, so those are out. Well, they might. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know who listens. Teeth, <laughs> right. Uh, and the Thanos and Strange, and probably by the time this lands, they'll pre- they'll, the, some of the new stuff will be out and everything. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, go buy that stuff. Okay, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, I used to always end on, on that music question. Yeah. I haven't done that in a let's while. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, uh, do I need to explain it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's walk into it. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I used to always end asking, because I find that amongst the creative community, there are three genres of music, which one, two, or all three have affected us at a very important developmental time in our lives, and it was punk rock, metal, or hip-hop. Fuck yeah. So, what was it for you? You know what? In that order, like metal, punk rock, hip hop, like in that specific order. Like okay. as a as a kid, my older brother, intru- I'll, I'll, I I remember it like it was yesterday. Me and my brother were on bikes going to like a little corner store to buy some candy or some shit, and my brother was in middle school and I was still like you know little baby school and shit. And my brother goes, um, um. 
hey, I, 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 my, my friend at school gave me this album, and I'd like for you to hear it. And I was like, okay. And he was like, it's Metallica. Have you heard that? And I was like, no, I don't know what that what is. Was it Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning? <sighs> what's the album off the top of my? What's the album that is? Um, um, uh, fuck, what's the song? I, I'm blanking now because it's early. The down, 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 down. Oh, Sandman. Sandman. Oh, the but Black Album. The Black Album. Right. It was the Black Album that I heard first, and I I will never forget. In my dude, how young are you? God damn it! <laughs> I was well. I went. Back I mean, I'm and, thinking like Kill 'Em All, their first album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went. I went back uh-huh. since then, but. I remember being in my brother's room and hearing that opening riff, you know, and being like, oh, I've never heard anything like it because my dad was real country and uh-huh. stuff like that, you know? And I remember hearing it and then when the fucking drums kick in and the riff go like, down, down, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. thinking like, Oh, something has changed inside <laughs> of me. Like when that when when that beat drops sure. and the riff kicks in, I remember being like, "Oh, this is gonna be a long, strange trip because I'm gonna do all of this," you know. Uh, and then fucking, I evolved out of like you know, I'm from I'm from a suburb outside of Dallas called Garland. It's what King of the Hill is based uh-huh. on, and everything. Uh-huh. It's just like that. But you know, Pantera being from Dallas right. was a big deal in and around like high school. Did Phil like got some trouble recently some for being some Nazi shit. Oh, for being a Nazi? Yeah. Yeah, not a good dude. Yeah. I don't know why I never knew that about him. Is it super shocking, though? Uh, I guess I never even looked at him that it way. It didn't feel like there was any of it, and maybe I just wasn't looking. It didn't ever feel like that subtext was there with the lyrics. I never or thought with so. The, certainly visually, if I didn't know who oh, he yeah, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, I, but said, you know coming from punk rock, you learn to not judge people. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, 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 so yeah. So I was never like, I mean, I was like, I never thought of Pantera like that. And then yeah. when he was in Down, I, I thought of that as a very soulful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collection of people yeah. and it's a bummer, right? It's a major bummer because yeah, it makes it because it makes it it retroactively makes it when you're like I'm a huge fucking Pantera fan. There's a little bit of people being like, oh, hmm, cool, yeah, I, and I'm like, no, man, no, like it's not Pantera's not that, yeah, like I, yeah. I, I, you know, and uh, anyway, Nazi shit aside, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Pantera was. Another one that, like, after Metallica and going through all of that and everything, being like, oh, I'm going to listen to some Pantera. It'll probably be like that. And it being so much harder. So was Far Beyond just, Driven the first thing you heard, that album? Yeah, and um, um, what's the uh, Brutal Display? Yeah. Yeah, that one, f- Domination. Vulgar Display. Vulgar Display. The fucking, the, the song Domination just blew my fuck. It, it's still a song that I keep on my phone yeah. my all times. I think Walk is my favorite Walk's song. Walk's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So, but you know what's funny is that um, Walk, if you, it's so aggressive and it yeah. sounds like it's mean, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's, it's kind of a polite point because he says like, be yourself right. by yourself. Right. Stay away from me. You know, it's like, right. okay, he, it's, it's not saying I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Right, right, It's right. just go do your thing over there. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. Um, and show some goddamn respect. Yeah. You know, um, domination at the end of that, into that track when it doubles into the speakers, uh-huh. When it like jumps, I'd never heard anything fucking like that my whole life, and it really—it's a song that I still keep on there. That if I'm, 
I, li- I listen to it almost every time I'm walking into a con to just be like... <laughs> it's your soundtrack? Oh, dude. Well, not my... I, I'm your not that cool music? at all. No, it's just a, hey, wake yeah, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, 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 I get it. Get in your zone, like, right. domination, you know? Yeah. Um, and then punk rock I discovered via... My uncle lives out here in New York, okay. right? And he moved out here and was actually... Uh, kind of tightly in the in the group of like the uh, of like the the Ramones oh, and okay. stuff yeah, and yeah. like knew them okay and stuff and I I knew that growing up like growing up but I never got it got it right until right. I came out here and like like we started talking about it and like uh you know and and around that time I was slowly starting to kind of move into that into that genre and everything. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, fucking hell! My uncle knew the remote. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? crazy. Um, and like, I have a signed picture of like him and Didi and stuff like that. And like that, I, that that I've that I've had Steedy, right? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I'm fucking everything up this this morning. Um, and from there, I I I fucking I moved out to the Clash and the Pistols and shit like that. You know. Uh huh. And then just probably. As far as hip hop, growing up, there was a lot of Dre and Snoop Dogg and stuff being sure. played amongst my sure. my friend group. It was some mind blowing shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and like NWA was a uh-huh. big one. You know, um, these days I really I know it's so cliched for the white dude to, to say like "Run the Jewels" is the shit, but it's the shit. But it is the shit. It's the shit. Like I fucking love it. You know. Um, that's also like those, was it three albums now? It's three, yeah, three. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, those three albums, I, there's not a fucking bad track on any of those albums. Well, man. do you have Panther, like a Panther is yeah, my favorite track. Now, do you have, before they were called Run the Jewels, they did an album, a Killer Mike album, and it was just under the name Killer Mike, but LP LP, yeah. LP did all the production, yeah, yeah. but he only rapped on one or two songs. I haven't heard but it. But it's basically the first Run the Jewels album. Uh, I need to get it. You know what it's called? It's uh, Killer Mike. I, um, I'll look it up for yeah. here. I have it on my phone. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, buy, I'll buy it right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a run of the They're both right. fucking so incredible. Yeah. You know, and what I like about those, like, like, like I'm not, I'm not, really against any form of hip hop right but the shit that i've always gravitated towards has always been storytellers you know like people who who uh, yeah uh, there's a reason for this song beyond like don't get me wrong i there's a lot of hip hop that i like that is Money, cars, chicks. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's fun. you know, yeah. that, that kind of stuff is fun. You but know? even that's telling a story. Rap music, that's what it's called. Rap, Killer Mike rap music. I thought you were saying, like, no, no, <laughs> like, no, the album. Right, that's right. R- r- rapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but but even that, it's 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 a story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a. It's a character the MC has created, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're they're developing that yeah. character. Luda, like his albums growing up as a kid, were I remember like every time a new one was coming out, me and all my like dorky nerd like white kid friends mm-hmm. were always so into it because those albums were just fun. Like, yeah, just well, back for the fun. first time, I remember like there's not a there's not a funnier MC. There's not a more fun MC than Ludacris, but he's also 
An incredible MC. Oh, he's incredible. He's great gifted. with wordplay, but Absolutely. he's also hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah. And he knows, like, it's it's weird to say, but, I mean, it's 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 his comedic timing and his timing as a lyricist are... Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're, he's they're unique. two different skills yeah. that he's able to put together. Yeah. You know, because comedic timing and, like, rhythmic timing are... Two different, very things. different, and that's and why he's able to like land jokes within right, you know, it's and and brilliant. it still feels good. It yeah, doesn't it feel like feels there have been MCs who have been funny. You're like, yeah, but their music is terrible. Right, 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 right. But he's like the full package. I'll tell you someone who I really like. Um, uh, do you know Scroobius Pip? No, Scroobius Pip is he's a great podcast, uh, by the way, uh, and he loves comic book dudes. Like he's had all kinds of huge comic book dudes. He's a British dude. Um, and uh, he's a white dude, big beard, um, kind of looks like you, but if you were, like, like two feet taller, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but what I love about him and how I got into him was he has a stutter. Uh-huh. And, but he still does it. He raps. Oh, he's phenomenal. Like, huh. He's really, really good. But, like, he was on a podcast that I was listening to. Maybe it was, was it the Joe Rogan podcast, something like that? And he had trouble. He had his his stutter is worse than mine. Like you can tell, it's a real, it's a it's a challenge to right. for him to get words right. out. But that's one of the other things about people who have a stutter is that when they're when there's a beat or anything, it kind of goes away. Or if you're singing, uh-huh. it goes away. That's how I was able to get through plays. Is that uh... I would make my the lines that I had to do into little songs. Not not that I would sound like I was singing, uh-huh. but if I was like, I'm gonna go grab a coffee, I could put it in my head as I'm gonna go grab a coffee. Right. So I could like make it lilt and huh. everything, so I could get through things. Yeah. It's a technique, right? But his 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 songs are bananas. I recommend that, that there's, a, there's an album of his called Distraction. What is it called? Distraction pieces. And it is fucking phenomenal. It's really cool. It's it's very story based, and really um, uh, uh, different. Like British MCs are always really different. You yeah, know, they always have a weird meter to how they. Do yeah, it, you know? I don't. I'm trying to think, I don't know that I've gotten into too many. I haven't either, man. It's it's always ringed weird to my ears, at least. And it's only because I grew I, up on, on I American hip-hop. I can't know? say that it's a, there's a reason for it. I just don't think I've been exposed Listen to it enough. Pip. I think you'll dig it. Okay. Yeah, he's really fucking cool. But it's funny. Sometimes in his tracks, you can hear him stutter okay. on a word. And it's always, to me at least, I'm always just like, I, fuck yes, you left that in. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. fucking proud of you that you didn't do 19 takes to perfect that. Because he's yeah. like, that's who I am, man. That's how I talk, you know? It's so, so you, you got to meet this guy. I love to. Well, we've talked back and forth on Twitter and stuff. Okay. And if I, I, I'm, I'm going to be in the UK twice next year. And so I'm hoping to get on the show. Cool. But we've joked about like me and him on a podcast together uh-huh. it's just gonna take forever <laughs> <laughs> that's cool all right it's yeah we got to go to the show yeah huh? yeah i got i probably people are asking about me by now yeah um our, our fans are waiting <laughs> no i mean i there's uh, hopefully there's people wanting sketches from me and sure, 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 sure. there's a list waiting for me uh well thank you for doing this don dude thank you so much all right, so um, we'll do it again. We'll have to do it again. What are you doing?
Oh, I thought I thought I thought that you pressed pause. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, yes, of course. I'd love to do it again, man. <laughs> right. Anytime. Thank you for have, having me on, buddy. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. <laughs> Bye. Think I can see a fucking halo. halo About to meet my maker, brought a double cup of Drano, Drano. Soda for the flavor, uncontrollable behavior With some psychopathic tendencies Lonely as your neighbor with the bitches, he got special needs Work to my denim fiends, I'm Kennedy on ecstasy My flavor from the nature, need an acre for my recipe They got my soul, but I don't let them take the rest of me My melody, a little like Kenny G's, it's heavenly And my denim tailor, tailor. Me in action rapping, I'll be fucking with the fader, fader. sipping mine the racer actually we rapping for the fuck of it taking money from you going smack you out in public you the republican government abundance of substance have a consumption of fuck a bitch with your banana republic fit go suck a dick and your bitch looking like cousin it the ugliest i said it must be the drugs they got us thinking crazy shit Ruby bitches wild enough to suck a baby's dick Cadillacs is getting whipped 185th Just for that sizzle, Gore-Tex in case of drizzle I said it must be the drugs, I got us thinking crazy shit Looking up into the clouds where the angels sit They looking down, keeping watch till I'm dead So how'd I get this red dot on my head? Yo, I don't perform unless the money's in my pocket first After rapping, take my people out for octopus We all deserve it, dedication to the fam Don't hold your hand out for nothing if you claim to be my man, damn You see me peeling off a whip like when your mother stripped Blow the dice, roll them shits, hit another trip Shit, I'm on some shit Hands are fucking hotter than the leather in the six in the summertime I understand I'm only rhyming for this son of mine And so my daughter could be a lawyer and read the spoils We ate the tuna and sway puma My look is Jay Buna Doggy cause some of us just age sooner I'm still twisted rocking lizards from a strange river Forbidden jungle in the joint paper point shaver Check the bio I fixed the game between Kentucky and Miami of Ohio I bet why it must be the drugs They got us thinking crazy shit Groovy bitches wild enough to suck a baby's dick Cadillacs is getting whipped 185th Just for that sizzle, Gore-Tex in case of drizzle I said it must be the drugs They got us thinking crazy shit Looking up into the clouds where the angels sit They looking down, keeping watch till I'm dead So how'd I get this red dot on my head? Uh, uh, bitch I'm not enough I'm hot as wasabi sauce And constantly giving y'all a bit of this ambiance I was a minor, chasing after vagina None of my friends were fake, but none of my clothes designer Went from posting on stoops, smoking on roofs I came from that basement now, look at this view Making this money, blowing it all Fuck what you did
You was easy, Mac, with the cheesy raps. Who the fuck is Mac Miller? This name says crack dealing trap nigga slash cat pillar back with a black stripper ass thicker than a snack rap snicker too fat to snap zippers and half is what I'll do to Mac Miller. Now my mind's first track figured a nigga who treats his yak richer than elixir taps liquor than pass till it goes around the room like his casket finna. Oh you Mac Miller. The facts filtered in a snap picture my man Jack ripped off a Google like Jack the Ripper. You who? I'm finna murder this brunette bitch. Get pumped like a flat fix to become a flat fixture A rap figure that look like you hacked Twitter I show you beastie boy You can't match a killer with that wigger I'd rather attack Tigger or Jack Thriller He got track fillers for an album If he had Jigger on the ad sticker Wouldn't go cat little where I'm from Malcolm I knocked the thoughts off your balcony king You're from a home of funny bones Not like quite the one I've known You look like before you punched in flows You were struck in blows Bloody nose for your honey roll In the lunchroom getting your money stole you a bully's best day ever With them Nikes on your feet Coming through Blue Slide Park I'm gonna rob this chump Wanna party on Fifth Ave like he Donald Trump Nigga, give me that shit I liked you better when you was Easy Mac with the cheesy raps Who the fuck is Mac Miller?